The weekend is officially over. Monday is here. It is time to get back to the grindstone, to get back to work, all that fun stuff. We've got a pretty interesting podcast today. I think we're going to do a little bit of movie talk later. It's obviously been movie week on DNVR. Uh, now it's come down to the championship. We've got Miracle versus Friday, or excuse me, we've got Miracle versus Remember the Titans, uh, two of my favorite sports movies of all time. I definitely did not agree with how a lot of this voting process ended up playing out, but that's kind of the beauty of this entire process. You know, it's subjective. Movies are personal, and we gave the fans the opportunity to make this decision. You know, it wasn't like the goaties where we made the decision. It was up to you guys, and like I said, you know, I, I talked the other day about Adam Sandler and how much I like him, but the fact that uh, the fact that Happy Gilmore was able to make the final four is kind of crazy to me. But in the end, you know, the right movies were able to make it to the finals. So I guess, you know, democracy does indeed work in the end. I just had to give it a chance to play out. I'm going to talk CSU softball, going to talk a little bit of Mountain West hoops before that. So Obviously, got to, you know, keep it on brand. But first, I got to tell you about our friends at Bojo's Pizza. There's only one place you can get the true Colorado mountain pie. That's, of course, your locally owned, legendary, unbelievably delicious pizza joint. Bojo's, if you mention DNVR, you can get a free honey cheese bread with the purchase of any entree at all locations. All you got to do, mention DNVR and you're going to get a, a delicious free honey cheese bread. That's an amazing deal. Bojo's is a Colorado icon. They are the definition of, you know, an establishment. They've just always been there. Much love for them. Take advantage of that. Go get your free cheesy bread. Take the missus out. Take her out for some movie and pizza. You know, do what you got to do. Off the high screen, Dorian kicked to the corner. Feirano for three. It's good with the Let's it go, and there's your touchdown. Michael Gallup. Got it down low. Hornung. Dunk! And here come the students. Leading by 10. Here's Van Pelt. He's at the 5. Touchdown, Colorado State. First things first, let's start with what's happening in Agland. This is uh, one of the more original segments, I guess it would be the way to phrase it. We've been doing this one since the beginning. Uh, what this is, if you're new to the program, it's just an opportunity to talk about some of the other sports. You know, we obviously focus heavily on football, men's basketball, but do our best to at least keep everyone up to date with what's going on. Uh, once basketball ends, especially, we're going to lean into softball a little bit more this year, which is not something that I've uh, done in the past, but it'll just 
give us an opportunity for more content through like June and just kind of helps fill that dead period. It can be kind of tough to to find stuff to talk about during that time. You know, it's after spring ball for football. Hoops is obviously over in April once March Madness comes to an end. And, you know, this is a program on the rise. It was definitely a note that I got when I was running Rams report last year. It was, you know, why don't you uh, cover softball more? And quite frankly, I, I didn't have a good answer. I was like, you know, you're, you're right. It was, a, it was a total missed opportunity. They were a great team, and I, I really regretted it. So going to do my best to, to cover softball a little bit this year. Uh, the Rams off to a nice start, went 4-1 and one in the Texas Classic. Talked about it a little bit on Friday. This is a tournament that CSU has had some success in in, in previous years, obviously able to uh, carry that success over into this year. I mean, I know it doesn't really have anything to do with each other, but I do think there is something to say with uh, just familiarity. I think you see that with hoops teams as well. You go back to to just locations that you're familiar with. It's a, a scenery thing, you know, if you've been somewhere, if you played somewhere before, it just... I don't know, less of an adjustment period, especially, you know, early in the year when you're still trying to like get your footing. Cause that's, that's what these preseason, uh, early season tournaments, whatever you want to refer to them as it's, it's kind of like spring training in a sense. I mean, they count towards your, your regular season record. So it's not like they don't matter, uh, but the league games are obviously what are, or are ultimately going to matter most. Ultimately, the Rams able to go four and one this time around. They did get smacked around by number six Texas on Saturday, uh, but ultimately able to respond with an eight four win over Wichita State on Sunday. Next week, they're going to go south of the border for the Puerto Vallarta College Challenge. Really butchered that pronunciation. Uh, that tournament starts Thursday, and the games will be streamable through Flow Softball. I'm not sure if that's a free platform or a paid service. I think Flow Hoops costs money. Uh, so I imagine Flow Softball will probably be some type of subscription. Maybe they have a free trial. I'll have to uh, check that out, and I will let you guys know later in the week. Cool, 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 cool. Going with my best Jake Peralta impersonation there. Uh, let's move on here. Let's talk a little bit of basketball. Colorado State starts the week in sole possession of second place. That is a good position to be in. I just, I can't speak enough about the growth of this team. It's just been such a, such a pleasure to watch these, uh, these guys grow up kind of right in front of our eyes. I mean, really I'm talking just like from a basketball sense, I'm not trying to get like too corny with this. And cause honestly, I think a lot of these, especially the freshmen, they were very mature from day one, you know, they came in and you know, they were, I'm 24 and these are guys that just from a maturity standpoint, you know, like I, I could hang out with these guys. They're mature. They're polite. They're, they're fun to be around. Uh, so that's, that's kind of rare, but to see them and, and see them take what they learn from game to game and actually, you know, apply it and improve. I don't think we necessarily have seen a lot of, uh, a lot of younger basketball players be able to do that in Fort Collins over the last, oh, I don't know, close to a decade or so. Uh, if we're being honest, there wasn't a whole lot of development happening in the old program. That's not a shot at, you know, the people that were that were working in it. There there were some assistants that did their part with that with that team, but just there wasn't really that vision at the top, you know, and a lot of that comes down from the head coach. We're seeing it a lot different this year and we're seeing the benefits. 
easily the biggest Moby game or easily the biggest game to be played at Moby in years with this Utah State team on Tuesday night. You know, if you lose, it's not going to be the end of the world, but it will make it really tough for the Rams to finish second in the Mountain West, uh, just barring an epic collapse from the Aggies, which I don't really see that happening. You never know, but I would say we're going to talk about this here in a second too, but of all the teams that are kind of in the running for second, you know, San Diego State is kind of in their own discussion at this point. They have first lockdown. Um, technically, I guess if they like lost out, somebody else could contend with them, but that's not going to happen. But, you know, of the five teams, CSU, Utah State, Boise State, Nevada, and UNLV that make up positions two through six in the standings, Utah State probably has the easiest remaining schedule of all those teams. And because of that, you can't count on them losing another game. So if you lose this game, even if you end up with the same record as Utah State, they're obviously going to hold the tiebreaker with a pair of head-to-head victories. So this is just... It's a big-time game. Like I said, if you lose, you're still in contention for that three spot. You're still technically in contention for the for the number two spot as well. But when it really comes down to it, that's going to put you in a tough position, especially with you know what could end up happening with Boise State. You don't have another opportunity to face them. You just, these head-to-heads, it's, it's really going to be tight at the end, and you got to find a way to finish at least in the top five, ideally the top three, Top two is where you're really going for. I know that's uh, pretty obvious there. I don't think I was, you know, really shocking anyone with that groundbreaking analysis. But you guys get the point. I mean, if you're going to make a run in this tournament, if you're going to have to win multiple games in a row, ideally you're not having to face, you know, the best teams right off the bat. There is something to say about, like, if you play a good team, like let's say you win that four or five matchup and then maybe that gives you confidence because you beat, like, a really talented team. But I just, I don't know. I don't really buy into that stuff as much. I think ideally you're just trying to get the easiest route to the to the championship game as possible. That has to be, you know, the mindset. You have to try and finish in the top three. Ideally, you keep this, keep this two spot. But let's just kind of go through these teams and talk about, you know, who they have to face, where they're at right now. Right now you have San Diego State sitting at the top by themselves. They are 24-0, 13-0 in the league. I got challenged by Air Force a little bit at Clune over the weekend, but they just do what they always do, man. They just they pull away and they bury you. They're such a such an incredibly efficient team from deep. And I mean, they they do they just go on these runs every single game. I mean, I I watch pretty much every San Diego State game that I can. The only time I miss them is if they're playing at the same time as CSU. And when you watch them, like teams hang around with them for like you know, 25, 30-ish minutes pretty much every game. And then they just wear you down and they'll go on these runs where all of a sudden they hit like four or five threes in a row. And it's like, wait, we were down by two and then all of a sudden you're down 14. That's just what makes them so dangerous at any moment they can bury you. And we saw that even at Moby Arena a little bit. I mean, San Diego State, the Rams were, you know, competing with them. It was at least a competitive game. And then over those last like six or seven minutes of the game, the Aztecs just put their foot on the throat and and went throttle all the way down. You know, it was it was really impressive and it's been really fun to watch them. I know probably uh, frustrating for some of these other fans around the league, but I think it's good for the Mountain West to have this national exposure consistently. I understand that you know you're always going to root for CSU. You still want the Rams to 
upset the Aztecs, spoil their perfect season, but it, it would be cool if they did actually run the table, I think. Going to keep watching them. We'll see uh, what ultimately happens. I, I don't foresee San Diego State losing. I think they are going to run the table, at least in this regular season. Uh, we'll see. I actually saw a tweet. There's a there's an argument that maybe losing a game wouldn't be the worst thing in the world if they ended up getting the, the two seed in the West instead of having to be the one seed in the East and then, you know, getting someone like Duke or something in the second round. Uh, but going to be going to be interesting to see how the Aztecs ultimately uh, close down the stretch right now. The Rams obviously in sole possession of second. They still have to travel to Wyoming, UNLV and San Diego State. As it currently stands, CSU's four and four on the road. Uh, one of two teams, San Diego State, obviously the other one that does not have a losing record on the road this year in the Mountain West. Everybody has been uh, dominant at home, but CSU and San Diego State, the only teams that have had some success away from their home arenas. Ultimately, if you can go two and one in those three road games, uh, beat Wyoming, beat UNLV, probably going to fall to San Diego State. You would still finish above 500 on the road for the year. Pretty good. And then, you know, at home, you got Utah State on Tuesday and San Jose State and Air Force will both come to town as well. Uh, ultimately, same kind of deal. You got to go at least two and one. Ideally, you know, in a perfect world, you go three and oh there. But at the at the very minimum, you need to go four and two over these final six. If you did that, you'd win 21 games. Be in pretty good position to, to finish in the top three. It'll depend on how it plays out. It obviously depends on which games you ultimately end up winning as well. But no doubt that this game against Utah State is huge, and we're going to talk about that plenty tomorrow. I'm going to get some quotes later at practice today from the coaches, so should be good to get their insight. This is definitely a a tough matchup. I mean, we went over this game in detail a bunch last time just because of the challenges that it presents. I mean, Kata and Merrill are, in my opinion, the best one-two punch in the league when they're both healthy and playing to their capability, I think when those two are on and, you know, Brito and some of these other role guys are going, I think, I really think Utah State is as dangerous as any mid-major for sure. And I think they can compete with anyone. And we saw that at the end of last year. I mean, they were just rolling, but the Rams got a, got a big chance here. You know, they've been hot. They've been playing everybody tough. I don't expect them to be intimidated by Utah State or anything like that. But it's it's all going to come down to execution. You can't get the big guys in foul trouble, especially with you know Bean and Kata both so dangerous. They need Nico to play smart defensively. They need him to contribute offensively. You can't just get totally worked in the paint. But huge, huge game. Uh, looking at some of the other teams, Boise State currently in third. Uh, they're tied with Nevada and Utah State. The, the Broncos, they got a pretty easy remaining schedule, honestly. I mean, they got to travel to San Jose State and UNLV, host Air Force, New Mexico, and San Diego State. They're going to lose to the Aztecs like everybody else, but Air Force and New Mexico at home are both pretty winnable. So, you know, Utah State and Boise State both, I would say, have a more favorable remaining slates than CSU. I don't think CSU has the toughest. I think Nevada and UNLV have the toughest remaining schedules. Nevada has to travel to UNLV. They will travel to New Mexico and Wyoming as well. Uh, UNM and Wyoming are not great teams, but those are both tough places to play historically. You could slip up and lose one. And then their home games, San Diego State, that's tough. And Fresno, at least you get the Aztecs at home, but Fresno is a team, as we saw, that competes with everyone. They could beat you as well, so you never know. And then UNLV, who's really just fallen off completely there. 
one in four over their last five. They will host Nevada, CSU, and Boise. Realistically, they could lose all three of those games. I mean, I'm just being honest. They travel to New Mexico, San Diego State, and San Jose State. All of those games are losable as well. I mean, I don't think they'll go 0-6 down the stretch, but the Rebels, they're, uh, they're starting to show their true colors a little bit. And I just, I don't really foresee them closing strong here. I talked about even when they were in second place before, I felt like they were kind of dominating on some some poor competition. They had a really favorable start to the conference play. And now it's just kind of caught up with them a little bit. So going to be a lot of fun seeing how this race plays out. I'm so excited for the Mountain West tournament this year. I think it's going to be as open as it's been in a long time. And I mean, the last couple of years have been a blast. They've been really competitive all around. Utah State, Fresno State, Boise State. We've seen some other teams, you know, make some surprise runs. San Diego State when Nevada was the, you know, undefeated team that everyone was talking about. Or not undefeated, but highly ranked. So, going to be a lot of fun. We will be here to talk about it through it all. Uh, But before we move on to movie week, I got to take a minute to talk about our friends at Breckenridge Brewery. Breckenridge, the official beer of DNVR. You know... If you check out the official uh, Breckenridge event calendar on thednvr.com, you'll be able to see the events we have planned. We'll be drinking Breck beers at all of them. Also, make sure you check out breckbrew.com, where the Breck beer locator can tell you exactly where to find your favorite Breck beers. This is such a dope feature. If you're sitting at home, you're like, I really want a 12-pack of Strawberry Sky. I know the liquor store by my house doesn't have it. Hop on the Breck Brew locator. You'll be able to find the closest store to you that has it. Such a cool feature. I expect we're going to see, you know, so many breweries copying this in the future. Uh, But make sure whatever you're doing, you're drinking Breck Brews while you do it. Okay, let's move on here with Movie Week. Like I said, I didn't really agree with all of the the choices that, that came out of this whole tournament, but... I thought it was really cool to just see uh, which movies everybody had a soft spot for cool runnings as like a nine seed ended up going really far. Awesome. One of the more original sports movies. So I was happy to see that one. I couldn't believe that, could not believe that the longest yard beat Friday Night Lights. That's absurd. That's absurd, guys. Come on. I'll watch the longest yard, either one of them. But Friday Night Lights? I love it. My boy Hank, he didn't like it quite as much. Hank from DNVR Buffs. He thought it was corny. Uh, he didn't like Billy Bob Thornton's coaching style. And after re-watching that movie and then watching Miracle and Remember the Titans again, I kind of see what he means in the sense that Billy Bob was kind of all over the place. But in this podcast, we're going to talk just a little bit of Remember the Titans and Miracle Now, these are two fantastic sports films. Uh, They have a lot in common. I mean, great coaches that take a group of players that don't like each other and create a family. I mean, it's obviously completely uh, different situations. Uh, Remember the Titans, obviously, you have all of the the racial connotation and and everything that's going on. And I think that's what kind of makes that movie so powerful is seeing that group come together and, and become one and there's just so many iconic scenes in Remember the Titans, whether it's, you know, the dancing on the field. Uh, but the, the, the best moment is, is obviously in the hospital uh, where Gary Brutier and I'm drawing a blank on Julius's last name. 
Uh, but they're they're he's like he turns to the nurse and she says that it's family only and he's like are are you blind? Can't you see we're brothers? And that one that one makes me cry every single time. Uh, the the strong side, weak side, strong side, left side. Just just such a great movie. A uh, miracle, a little bit different. You're taking a bunch of ragtag college players. You have one of my favorite lines is, did you see the roster? And the guy's like, yeah, a bunch of guys from UMass in Minnesota. And Yeah, that's going to work. So it's it's not the, the same type of hatred where you had with like the, the everything that was going on racially in the 60s that they focus on Remember the Titans, but you still have two groups of, of players that just don't like each other. And Herb Brooks has to take these guys and make them a team to compete against the greatest hockey juggernaut that the world had ever seen. And in both of these movies, the coaches just do such a tremendous job of, of bringing everyone together and, and creating family. You know, corny or not, that's what makes sports so special you know it's it's that sense of of something greater than self it's that you know we're we're working for something that that's bigger than me and both of these movies i mean just inspiration embracing something bigger than yourself that's that's what i love about both of these movies i also love the acting i think one of the big issues with sports movies is a lot of the times they're they're pretty over the top pretty corny there are some corny moments in both Miracle and Remember the Titans, but overall, I think that the acting is just tremendous. I mean, some of the speeches, waters for the weak, waters for the cowards. Denzel Washington, just incredible. The speech that he gives when they're on the, the run about the Battle of Gettysburg, just, I mean, amazing. Might have been a different battle. Might, might have been a different battle. I'm, I'm, I don't want to be wrong if there are any history buffs out there, but you guys know what I'm talking about, the iconic scene. Or, you know, Miracle, where her books gives the greatest sports speech of all time. Not tonight, gentlemen. Tonight, we skate with them because we can. Just, just amazing. Just goosebump moments. But, you know, between the themes that are larger than sports, the, the actual portrayal of the, the events that happen both of these movies based on events, you know, that really happened. And I think part of that is what makes them so powerful. You know, it's real, it's raw, it's gritty. It's not some, you know, it's not Happy Gilmore. It's not some cor- corny storyline that's just meant to make us all laugh. It's, it's real life. And I just enjoyed watching these movies a lot. If I had to pick one, because that's ultimately one of these movies has to win for this movie week bracket... I think I got to go with Remember the Titans. I love Miracle so, so much. I watch it at least once a year. But Denzel's my guy. He's my favorite actor. Like four or five of my top like 25 movies are Denzel movies. I mean, American Gangster is like probably my favorite movie of all time. Uh, So I just, I can't go against Denzel. I can't go against Remember the Titans. It's just one of those, if it's on, I have to watch it no matter what. I don't care what point of the movie it's in. If it's on TV, I'm I'm switching over and I'm watching it till the end. And to me, you know, that's kind of what should win this. That to me, that qualifies as the best sports movie ever. If it's that rewatchable, if Miracle wins, I will not be upset at all. 
I love that movie so much. I had the poster for Miracle, like the movie poster in my room growing up. I, there's just something about it. I mean, obviously like the USA and like it makes you feel like you were in the moment. The, the Al Michaels call, probably the best call in the history of professional sports. I mean, do you believe in miracles? Yes. Just everybody's heard it. You don't even have to be a sports fan to understand that reference. But ultimately, I just I can't pick against Denzel. That's that's what it ultimately comes down to. He's too cool of a guy, too tremendous of an actor. I think Denzel is my favorite actor. So that's where I'm at. Tell me where you're at. I'd love to hear from you guys. Uh, I'm going to try really hard to start to get these podcasts out earlier in the day. That's my that's my new goal is to get them out, you know, around noonish every day. Sometimes it'll change a little bit if we're doing them live, like after a game or something like that. But for the most part, that's the goal. I want to make it more consistent for you guys so that you can have a, a dependable time where you come to the podcast. So that's my goal. I'm going to try really hard to stick to it. I got to get just, you know, more consistent on that recording schedule. I think it'll be better for everyone involved. Looking forward to, to it. If you have uh, something that you want me to talk about, send it my way. You know, I'd love to hear from you guys, you know, whatever you guys want to hear about from CSU, whether it's, you know, more softball, more of some of the other stuff, just let me know. I'm trying to be here for you guys because at the end of the day, you guys are what it's all about. So hope everyone has a excellent Monday. We'll be back tomorrow. Got a massive game coming up against Utah State. Really, really looking forward to that one. I would love to see Moby sold out. Like I said the other day, that might be too tall of a task, but you know, I'm calling on you guys. I'm calling on the community. Show up, get the whale rocking because Utah State has one of the best home advantages in the league for sure, but definitely just in college basketball right now. They have a tremendous home atmosphere. They're not going to be intimidated, even if it is loud, but any type of home court advantage you can create, it's just going to be huge. This is a game the Rams got to win. Just show up. It's really that simple. Just show up. You won't regret it. I promise. Word. That's all I got to say. Happy Monday. Machetes at a deli in New Delhi Feeling scummy like Martin Scarelli Turn jam into jelly then drink it like juice But water's the truth so I sip on that too Skinny looking kid with no car keys Like the only thing I drive is RCRV's Got the stash like Steve Harvey Oh I'm gnarly like not for me